everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Pot on You Loons. I'm Justin. Pot on You Loons. This is Sam. Pot on You Loons. This is James. And it's Pot on You Playoffs because we made it. <laughs> you Playoffs. How long has he been sitting on that one, do you think, Justin? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not as long. I don't know. Do you think the guy had the shin and tonic thing? You know, James pointed out the FS1 broadcast. They 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 did a line shin and tonic on the own goal. It's like, do you think he had that written somewhere or he just thought about it on the spot? I reckon he's probably used it before somewhere that probably wasn't on mm. TV and then has gone, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to keep it for later and then scribbled it down. Or maybe even it was on TV. Now, that's not that funny. That That's a very like, okay. I thought it was great. Shin and Tom. They also had a, yeah. who, who knew decision day could be so good as Hanu is running across the field. They, you could see his nameplate. Yeah, it's good. It's um, classic. But we made it, Dad's in the broadcast booth, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, we'll talk about it. It wasn't the most overly uh, confident way of making it, but we made it. But good TV was had by all. Good TV was had by all. And uh, hey, we started the day and finished the day in the same place. So I think that's a win. Yeah. And after dropping four games at the start of the season, we only finished a place below where we had finished the past two seasons. So, And we what? We became the third team since 1997 to make the playoffs after losing the, the first four games. Yeah, they said something like the last team that did it there were like it was eight out of the 12 teams in the league made the playoffs that year or like that was like how the the setup was right so it's like pretty much everyone gets in yeah so apart from last year where it happened twice but only due to the way the like there was a reduced amount of games plus it was points per game plus eastern conference had more teams last year so someone got in that wouldn't have otherwise so two happened last year but like a proper full season hasn't happened since like 97. So we got there. Well, and I remember we on this show said this when it was going on other national, uh, national pundits said this as well, but just because it's unlikely for a team to lose their first four games and still make the playoffs, there typically aren't teams as good as Minnesota United losing their first four games. And that's a big part of why they don't tend to make the playoffs. So I, I don't know. There is that. I don't know why I'm defending our team for losing f- the first four games. That that was a long time ago. That is distant memory. We are the fifth seed in the Western Conference. We made it. Hell yeah, we did. So should we get into some news to talk about the other bits of the league before we talk about how we got into the playoffs? Sure, we can do that. First one, a little sad, I think, kind of for for everyone, a lot of a lot of Minnesota United fans are sympathetic towards Ford Madison, especially given that former Loons coach Carl Craig was their manager this past year. He was dismissed after missing the playoffs after only one year for forward Madison. As I said, he previously managed Minnesota United. He was head coach from 2015 to 2016. He had been on the coaching staff, though, prior to that since 2010, and he will forever be famous in Minnesota for being the one who inspired the Wonder Wall in 2011. So I, I don't know. I, I actually know someone that knows him personally, and 
that person just raves about how great of a dude Carl Craig is. We've heard enough other people in the Minnesota media talk about how great of a dude Carl Craig is. So you, you never want to see someone like that lose their job, but best wishes going forward, Carl Craig. Yeah, good luck to him, man. I think it's a bit rough if you get fired after one season when you don't make the playoffs. But what was the quote that you sent to me, Sam? Like if I wanted to... What was it if I wanted to watch? Uh... So, okay. James has probably never heard this joke before, but anyone in the United States great. has heard this joke a thousand times. Everyone in the United States that dislikes soccer has this very cliche joke that goes, if I ever wanted to watch someone struggle to score for 90 minutes, I'd just take my friends to a bar. And I guess James had never heard that. Uh, that was so great. But yeah. I mean, it, it's true when it comes to both uh, us and forward Madison scoring goals. But just I, I tell him a knock knock joke next. Like, I was going to say, I or, actually, full disclosure, had never heard that before either, James. So, <laughs> really? I'm not, I guess I just haven't been a, a fan of soccer in America long enough. Good. Good. I appreciate that. Dad, is that like, anyone. is that like from a, a, like some crossover dads that are soccer fans group? Is that where you got that, Sam? I don't think it tends to come from soccer fans. I think it tends to come from sports fans that are sick of soccer going oh, on. Gotcha. So it was it would typically circulate during the World Cup, which traditionally were, you know, that was the time every four years when Americans turned into soccer. That was when you would see that meme circulate over over social media. It's a quality meme. I guess like, Justin's well, I- been too cool for Facebook for for enough time now, so. Five years. I had two meta. Five years without Facebook. Well, I guess we'll get to see that meme in action at the end of next year. Yeah, I don't know. It might be different now. Might be different now. We'll see. Yeah, speaking of next year, segue, Nashville are going to join the Western Conference. They also made the playoffs as the three seed for the Eastern Conference this year. Uh, But next year, they're going to join us. Charlotte will be the league's 28th team. So it'll balance out the amount of teams again and is joining the East. So Nashville will join us in the West. It's also announced that the MLS Cup will take place on November 5th to wrap things up before the World Cup in Qatar. And I believe decision day next year is going to be October 9th. So day before my birthday is uh, is when decision day is. So a little bit earlier. And the scheduling format is also going to return to normal. So it's going to be 34 games like there were this year. Uh, we each play the 13 other Western Conference teams twice, and we play eight of the Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, and I, I think Nashville coming on over the West, I don't know if that's a permanent move for them or not. Uh, obviously, the MLS is trying to make it to 30 teams. They're going to be at 28 with Charlotte coming in next year. Probably a good bet that there's another Western team coming in. Uh, either in the 29th or 30th spot. I know Sacramento's been kind of up in the air and has kind of fallen through. St. Louis is coming in. I, that That's more West than Nashville. So if you had St. Louis plus another team come in, then that would, that would push Nashville back over. I was kind of, I don't know, part of me kind of wanted Chicago over uh, coming on over to the West, but I know that they're more established. I really just wanted them coming over to the West because one, they're not as good as Nashville and two, that's probably a little bit easier for, well, me specifically to make it to games in Chicago. But 
I don't know. Maybe maybe a pod on you loons away trip to Nashville. Just yeah, I was gonna say that when I saw that it was Nashville, I was like, that's awesome because I've wanted to go to Nashville, and I think I'm guessing they have a pretty new stadium as well. That would be a fun experience. Is it open yet? I know they were playing in the Titan Stadium. I don't know. I mean, I guess, right? Like, so whether it's open now or it's going to be open soon, they're going to have some nice stadium for us to go to a game. So I would love, I would love to go to, to Nashville. Maybe a pod on you loons traveling episode to Nashville. James, you in? <laughs> sure. I'm sure I can uh, fly specifically to Nashville. Um, interesting to note, Nashville had the least losses of any team this year. They had even less losses than New England, actually. They only lost four times, but they had 18 draws. How would you feel about that as a fan? I mean, it's good that you're not losing, but 18 draws? That that's either one that's either one of two things. You have a lack of finishing when you're in front. No, you have a lack of defense when you're in front and you're just not good enough at scoring goals. I mean, they still scored a lot of goals. But yeah, you I I this is a lot of draws though. Like that's a lot of draws. And a lot of them were just one all or nil all. Like very kind of boring boring to watch games. But then you, you mix all that in when they beat teams like they beat Chicago five one, they beat DC United five two, into Miami five one, Cincinnati six three. So they're either scoring a lot of goals or just really no goals at all. So I think it'll be interesting to see uh to see. I mean, we played them last year and we had a nil all draw. So hmm. yeah, I think it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Yeah. Well, we can save the rest of that research for James's newly established Nashville podcast. <laughs> he just I, seems riveted right now. Well, I mean, also, you know, the Titan Stadium, it's in the same division as the the Colts so maybe a Colts Nashville Minnesota game could match up so I could go to Nashville and watch two games aren't you coming to Seattle next year anyway um potentially not 100% sure anymore that's right well cool well guys I I don't know what just happened we are just everyone listening it is 748 as we are recording Minnesota time, the Minnesota United at LAFC, not LAFC, LA Galaxy game just ended 15 minutes ago. Something like that. Hasn't been over that long. We are decompressing what went on. It was by far the wildest decision day I've experienced in a while. I think most of that having to do with just how much was at stake. And thankfully, thankfully, Minnesota did what we needed to do so that we stayed in fifth place. But up until the final second, we could have dropped down to eighth. We we were so close to dropping all the way down to eighth and being out of the playoffs. We'll get to that in a little bit. But we finished fifth. So we're at LA Galaxy, Loud Stadium energetic stadium Minnesota United rolls out the lineup that I think we all expected considering that Ozzy Alonso was suspended on yellow card accumulation any surprises with the lineup guys no I don't think so I think it was pretty much exactly what we expected 
Yeah, Hassani I think he's Dotson missing. getting the nod instead of Alonzo, but there were many games this season where Hassani Dotson was getting the nod ahead of Alonzo anyway. It was yeah. it was basically Alonzo playing himself into just you can't drop the guy. That's how great his form was. That was what sort of made Hassani uh, the odd man out in that midfield. But even then, there was always a spot for Hassani to play, so it's not like he had a lack of playing time. Yeah, and if you talk about the odd man out, I definitely think uh, young Gregush was the the super odd man out. Um, well, yeah, I mean, was he even, was he even on the squad? Was he on the bench at all? I would assume. I don't actually know. He had to have been. There's no way he wasn't. Yeah, he was. On, he was on the bench. Yeah. Full disclosure: I had no idea what the the lineup would be. I didn't did not know that Alonzo was out. So when I saw the lineup, I just assumed that Alonzo would be on the bench, right? Like as the super sub defensive role. And Sounds he, like you didn't listen to our podcast last week I when did, we talked I, about I, I, Aussie being. I did listen to it. My mind has just kind of been all over the place. So that's all right. We'll let you off. Yep. But yeah, second second minute, Debassi gets a yellow. Kind of goes against everything we have said about how MLS officials officiate. Maybe being a little shy at giving out the cards early on in the game. This time, definitely not so much. Yeah, so they basically were, the FS1 was talking about how it was basically setting the scene. If, you know, in the second minute, you're going to give a yellow card. The referee is kind of setting the scene on how the rest of the game is going to be. Uh, which is completely not how it was, uh, to be honest, because there were much worse tackles later on that didn't get yellow cards. So, yeah, just I don't really understand why Debussy got a yellow. Also did a tackle that was equally as bad later on and didn't get a second yellow. So Did almost start a fight, though, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's also just getting a yellow in the second minute is just awful because you have to spend the rest of the game basically just tiptoeing around while... Reynoso is getting crunched as per usual, not getting, not having people get yellow cards. So, but, but yeah. yeah, like bizarre. Most of the first half, everything was in Minnesota United's favor. There's a 20, uh, 22nd minute goal by Hanu. Uh, originally, Hanu was ruled offsides. That was overturned. Or, sorry, offside, James. He was ruled offside. Sorry. We're not yep. talking NFL. He was offside. That was overturned. The goal was awarded to Hanu. The 34th minute, Robin Lud makes it two. In the last episode, James and I just talked about what are the odds of Minnesota prevailing when they make the first goal, right? There have only been two times all season long when Minnesota United has gotten the first goal and is still lost. Both of those were against Colorado. There, there, I think there was one other time where they drew. But other than that, Minnesota's success rate on getting that win very high when Minnesota United scores first. Not only did Minnesota United score first, but they get two goals within the first 34 minutes. And it kind of seems like we're just going to ride this one out. We've seen this show before. Minnesota United doesn't give up a lot of goals. So if they get theirs in, right, if Minnesota United gets their goals in, Chances are they're coming out with the victory, but things changed quickly. Because if there's another thing that Minnesota United fans have grown to expect, it is conceding goals in stoppage time. And that happened 
one minute into stoppage time to end the first half, Sebastian Legette gets his, makes it a 1-2 game. Minnesota United still has the lead, but halftime felt different. Yeah, I mean, it's always the worst thing to happen when you, just before halftime, you you let in a goal because it totally changes how the halftime talk's going to be. You know, I think... Yeah, if we're on there and we're 2-0, Adrian hits like, guys, we're going great. We're smashing it. We need to just continue doing what we're doing and we're going to be all right. And then if you go in at 2-1 and they've just scored, it's kind of you're a bit more, okay, well, we've got a lead, but we've just let up a goal. So how do we make sure that we, you know, we don't let this happen because now we only have a one-goal lead? And also commendations to Boxy for that wonderful overhead kick assist because that thing was insane. Yeah, that was a thing of beauty. Loved it. Yeah, that on the Lud goal. Yeah, that was that was gorgeous. But yeah, I think it just changes the narrative of your halftime talk because you go from being quite comfortable to suddenly, well, you're only one goal from being at a draw again, and then you're kind of back to where you started. Well, and LA Galaxy comes out hot in the second half as well. Chicharito gets on the score sheet in the 51st minute. And I, I remember Justin at this time texting us saying, Minnesota United's going to need a third. Minnesota United does not get something from this game. If they don't get a third goal, Justin, you ended up being right on that one. But obviously I didn't want you to be right. I mean, we knew we knew we needed a goal. We knew we wanted to we knew we wanted to win the game, but Yeah, I mean, it just kind of felt like that kind of game, right? Like it was just back and forth. I mean, Chicharito looked fantastic. I know James made a comment about him being a bane of his, bane of his soccer fan existence. It seems right that, yeah, when he was in the Premier League, he uh, was also the bane of my Arsenal existence. So, <laughs> been putting up with that guy for a while. He's kind of been around everywhere. You have a lot of guys that are probably the bane of your Arsenal fans' existence, right? Yeah, I mean the problem is half of them used to play for us as well, so that's always the that's always the killer. Giroud, Van Persie, you know, <laughs> you know how it is. Fabregas, but yeah, like he he just looks stunning. I think he finished fourth in the Golden Boot um, with seventeen goals. Well, and I mean he was rapidly climbing up because we we haven't gotten to this yet, but he would get two goals out of this game. So he was rapidly climbing up the list on the golden boot. <laughs> yeah. Was... He could have found a way to keep going, which Vince Lombardi had a quote saying, we didn't lose. We just ran out of time. I don't think Chicharito lost the golden boot rate. I think he just lo- ran out of time because if this game would have kept playing, he would have gotten it eventually. That was funny, though. They brought that up and they were like, wow, look at the race. All he's got to do is score three more goals. <laughs> Three more goals, right? Because of assists. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the seventy-seventh minute, seventy-seventh, seventy-eighth minute, and they're like, "It's all right, guys. He just needs three more goals from now until the last twelve minutes." Yeah, I mean, for a guy who scored two goals last season to score seventeen goals this season, that's uh, what what do kids say now? That's a glow up, right? Is that what the? I've never heard of that before. It's a glow up. It checks out, I think. Yeah. That, that was 51st minute. He scored his first one. And then the 61st minute, there was an own goal by Arayo. Arayo? I didn't type it in because I didn't want to figure out how to say his name. Uh, crossed in <laughs> by uh, Adriano Nu, the old shin and tonic. And uh, 
the first of the season in favor of Minnesota United. First own goal that uh, has been in our favor for the entire season. We just, we're not good at this. We're not good at getting own goals in our favor. We're not good at scoring penalties. We're not good at even earning penalties. (laughs) Yeah, we're also rubbish at that. We we just, life's difficult for us, you know. Reynoso tried to get a penalty in the box and they gave him a yellow card. You know, like he... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I don't understand how this works that he can get fouled so much and no one gets a card. And then he basically dives and gets one. So he, he also got yellow card accumulation, by the way, which doesn't count towards playoffs, but he gets a fine instead, which is, he can afford it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen how much he earns. So good. It's, it's his money, not mine. As long as he's playing, I'm good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll set up a GoFundMe if he really, if if he asks me to, I'll set up a GoFundMe. But if he needs like new ankles or something after uh, the amount of abuse he's got this season, oh yeah, I'll gladly give him an ankle. But yeah, seventy fifth minute, Chikorito second. Suddenly, it's uh, it's back to being three all. Yep, and and um, this is this is the wild game. And now at, at this point, like the Packer game was long over. Because there was a Packer game going on, I did bring up a second TV from the basement into my living room, which is something that it's kind of like a throwback to my bachelor days. Back when I was living with Doomsday Jeremy, we would have just three TVs in our living room permanently. And I'd like to just have two in my living room just regularly, but wife isn't cool with that. You know, the old ball and chain. She's, She's not up for that. But classic for a Packer loon game where there's an overlap, I definitely had to bring a second TV up. Packer game is over. Didn't go the way I wanted it to. Yeah, whatever. I'm over it. But I switched to the sporting Kansas City Real Salt Lake game. And it was zero zero for so long. And the FS1 commentators kept looking in at it because they knew that if RSL ever got a goal, one of these teams between Minnesota or LA Galaxy, one of these teams would be on the outside of the playoffs. And that's something that I thought was real good with their commentary all all game was how they checked in on everyone else on decision day. Yeah. I really I thought they put together a great product. Yeah, I was really impressed. At the start of the game, they said, Oh, don't worry, we'll be looking in on the we'll be kind of interrupting coverage of this game to look in on other games should anything develop. And I was like, oh, no. Like, we get the national broadcast and they're just going to turn us into MLS Red Zone. I was not looking forward to that. I thought they were going to interrupt our game too too much. But I thought that they were very... Is tasteful the word? I thought they were very tasteful in the way that they interrupted our game. I don't. I didn't feel like we missed out on watching our game as they kept us updated on what was going on in Kansas City, on what was going on in Vancouver, on what was going on in Colorado. I thought that they did a good job of that, of keeping the focus on Minnesota at LA Galaxy, but still, um, still keeping us updated on what was going on throughout the conference. Because after all, it, it was decision day, and shoot, it was entertaining as hell. Yeah, I mean, I just like the fact that they flipped to Colorado like seven times because there was just so many goals. Yeah, I I honestly thought it was a really good production. 
I mean, last year, I don't, I'm not even sure I watched Decision Day, I'll be honest, but we were already in, right? We were already in, but we wanted that home playoff spot. Yeah. So we could have lost that. But so, yeah, yeah, this is the first like proper Decision Day I've seen, and I I thought it was really great production. And yeah, like after the second Chicharito goal, Finlay comes on for Hanu, shifting Lud up to the top, Finlay going on to the right. It was the 87th minute, though, that Minnesota United had the opportunity to really put this thing away. And really the the drama of the last 10 minutes of this game comes down to this, is that Franco Fragapane smashes it into a defender's arm, is awarded a penalty. He gets a little fancy for my taste. As far as penalties go, he gets a little fancy for my taste. And he misses the target. So it's still 3-3 rather than 4-3 in Minnesota United's favor. Almost simultaneously on the second TV, I am seeing that Real Salt Lake gets their goal. It's in stoppage time. So in all likelihood, they just defeated Sporting Kansas City. They are going to the playoffs. It is now clear that either Minnesota United or LA Galaxy, one of those teams, will not go Minnesota United only needs the draw. Minnesota United just missed a golden opportunity. And then just a few seconds later, you see the sign comes up stating six minutes of stoppage time. And LA Galaxy had been on the attack for so much of this game. LA Galaxy had been looking dangerous for so much of this game. We were really lucky to have that own goal. I guess we were unlucky to miss that Franco penalty, but we were, we were lucky. It was only three, three. And now we had to ride out six minutes of stoppage time. Yeah. And I mean, stutter step penalties are rubbish guys. <laughs> Changed my mind. I hate them so much. I, uh, I always think they're terrible. And also they were talking about the straight run up is also terrible. Uh, there's no kind of angle that you can come in for some kind of trickery. You just straight up trying to kick the ball. It's just, Ah, that's so annoying. As soon as he started doing this stutter step, I was like, oh, he's going to miss this. And then he just smashed it into the post. I mean, if Reynoso wouldn't have been successful with the Paninka, would you have said, uh, Paninkas are rubbish? No, I mean, I actually don't mind Paninkas. I mean, I always think they're a bit like cheesy and it's always one of those things where you're like, as a as someone who's played goalkeeper before, they're always just a horrible thing to get scored on because you're like, this is this is so horrible because someone's ego is now just ginormous because they scored a Panenka. Um, <laughs> but at least you know that's more about. I think that takes more skill than just trying to start to step and be cool and then trying to slot one in. Like just just run in there and belt it. Has always been my philosophy. Justin, is there an offensive lineman version of a Paninka? An offensive lineman version of Paninka? Uh, I, I don't know. Like So, like, on a draw play, I guess maybe, like, one of the things that you do is you let – you like, you open your hips, like, as a tackle to let the guy win, and they get super excited and run up the field like they're going to make a play, and then the running back just runs past them. Like maybe that kind of thing, right? That you're like, you get someone super jacked or like a like same kind of thing as like a screenplay, right? Like where people are just selling out so excited and then dump over their head and make a play, right? 
I guess that, that sure. maybe that's the closest I can think of. Okay. I was a cross country runner. I think maybe the only thing we would have is when you closely follow the guy you're racing against so that they pick up all the wind resistance and then you pass them at the end. <laughs> so you let them think that they're, that they're going to win. And then you pass them at the end. That was always fun. But yeah, 90th minute, Coleman on for Reynoso. This was about the same time that we figure out that there are six minutes of stoppage time. We had seen this not work in Minnesota's favor against Colorado already this season, starting to take off the attacking players late in the game. Again, right, like it's clear when Reynoso comes off and Coleman comes on, it's clear that we are now holding on. For dear life, for playoff life. Yeah, because, I mean, it was also very clear watching the broadcast that LA Galaxy knew that they needed a goal. Oh, yeah. Coach was just, we need one. We need one score, push up. We need one just constantly telling his guys to go and attack and go, go, go. Yeah. I mean, a couple of Tyler Miller saves in, in stoppage time. A lot of, a lot of stress from all of Minnesota that was tuning in, all of Loon's Nation tuning in, whether you're in Minnesota, the Netherlands, Pennsylvania, wherever the hell you are. A lot of stress. Also stress for everyone else because all the other games had finished, so we were the only game left. Yeah. So people like RSL were turning our game on to try and find out if they're in or not. Well, they knew that they were in. Because they would have been in on our at our expense if we would have let a goal in. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Because, yeah, like, it was either fifth or eighth. We had no shot at sixth or seventh. We were either fifth or eighth. The drop-off was real. Addy comes on in the 96th minute, pretty he much wrapping foul. things up. Yeah, he does get a foul in, like, the 20 seconds he was in. He does get a foul. Whistle blows, and we're in. We Just made like it. that. We're in. I mean, so there's a couple of things that I got out of this game. So it was only the third time that we have scored three goals this season, which is not good. Uh, and we'd never scored four. But ironically, we'd scored th- the first time we scored three this season was also against LA Galaxy. So, you know, we're quite good at putting goals past LA Galaxy in most of the time. But like, like you said, RSL scored, so they eliminated LA Galaxy. So actually, when you look at the table, all of the teams uh, in California and all the teams in Texas got eliminated. So Galaxy, LAFC, San Jose, and then Dallas, Austin, and Houston. None of those teams made it uh, from Western Conference. And I think the best quote was uh, from uh, Vani... Satini, the the Whitecaps coach, Vancouver Whitecaps coach, who said, I'm glad the game is in two weeks because tonight we're getting so drunk we cannot play. (laughs) Because it's the first time they've made out. The first time they've made the playoffs in four seasons. And they were the they were the only team from Canada that made it. But that was something the broadcast team talked about that potentially none of the Canadian teams were going to make it. So way to go, Canada. You got a team in. It's the one that you guys always take the mickey out of. Isn't that nice? Well, part of that was, right, James, that was my, my who second you thought was it. your team. 
James, once upon a time, he wasn't hardcore into Vancouver, but as someone that went to Vancouver once, and James is the kind of guy that has a favorite team in any league, wherever that league is in the world, whatever that, whatever the sport of that league is, he has a favorite team. And he thought Vancouver was his MLS team. We thankfully got to him and changed his mind before he got too serious about him, about Vancouver. But James, favorite baseball team in Taiwan. In Taiwan? I've never been to Taiwan. Is You've like never been to trip? Korea, though. You had a favorite Korean team. I've been to Korea. Thank oh, yeah? you very much. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Come on, man. That hurts. Uh, same year I first came to Minnesota, actually. 2013. Okay. Shoot. So that would have been... Like, you didn't, wouldn't have been living in... Australia anymore at that. Oh yeah. You were still in Australia at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Although I must admit all I saw of Minnesota was the airport, but it's yeah, that counts. doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> I saw a lot of snow. It's fine. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I've never been to Taiwan. Have you been Tigers. to, have you been to Japan? No, it's on the hit list. But do you have a favorite Japanese baseball team? Didn't we talk about this? Wasn't it, uh, what was yours, Justin? Don't you have a favorite? What was that Korean team? Korean teams. That was like the first sport that came back after yeah. COVID. So I became a fan of the LG Twins because they were the Twins. Yeah. Justin and I both adopted the LG Twins. Even I, who I'm very so. You can so say you hate baseball. baseball. I don't. Fine. I don't hate baseball. I just it's not. It's not my favorite. I I like it. Even I became an LG Twins fan and watched some LG Twins games, like at least five. Yeah, I got up. I got up at five a.m. to watch the LG Twins a couple times. I don't think I would do That's that. I don't think I would do that right now, but I was desperate. We were. I needed. You're like I needed sport. I mean, we almost started a Tiger King podcast back then. So, oh, guys, I started watching Tiger King. Oh my god. Minnesota United still in the playoffs. You watch Tiger King when they get knocked out. That's had yeah, you not. That's how it wait, wait, wait! You didn't watch it with us. No, like this so was the thing. Ago. Like, I never, I never got around to watching it. But now that the second season is coming out, uh, basically talking about how rich the first season made them, which was like the entire trailer <laughs> was like, we have so much money, like we don't know what to do with it anymore, and there's more things that we can talk about. Yeah, I just uh, I started watching the first season. So, Justin, during COVID, you and I watched Tiger King, and we talked about it on this podcast to fill time. James, during COVID, was so bored that he listened to our podcast oh, and got into Minnesota yeah. United. Yeah, it's all coming together. So he listened to us talk about Tiger King and got into Minnesota United in the process, but he didn't actually watch Tiger King. There's some wild stuff in that show, James. It is crazy. There's some wild stuff. I, I think I might have to rewatch it before the, the second season comes out. Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> girlfriend is also watching it with me, so she's rewatching it because she watched it originally, and I was like, this is this is rubbish. Like, I'm never going to watch this. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this because season two coming out. It was the show we all needed at the time. I'm, I'm worried that now it wouldn't be as good because, I don't know, at the time we just needed to kind of like numb our emotion a little bit. <laughs> 
pour a stiff drink and just turn our minds off watching Tiger King. Poor Carol Baskin. <laughs> I have I have no sympathy for that woman. She seems like a horrible person. <laughs> I mean, like four based on the documentary. Did. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if any of them is is I would ever consider any of those people a good person, James. True. I mean, I just watched the episode when they talked about how her husband's missing and it's all like yeah, just a huge conspiracy. I, I mean, I don't want to go too far into the weeds about this, but like the reason people hate her is because of something that may have happened. But most of that show is is learning about how terrible a person the Tiger King guy is, Joe Exotic. Like, like actual evidence of him being a garbage human being. And there were people that were like on his side over hers. It was wild. What a what a great time to be alive, I guess. Not for Car- not for Carol Baskin though. No. Oh, oh, America. And you wonder why we make the decisions that we make as a country, James. Yeah, bizarre. Bizarre. Well, hey, uh, so a couple of questions for you before we close things off for this podcast and go into playoff mode. But the first question I have for you. So tonight, 3-3 at LA Galaxy. Was this a win in your book? Are we in the playoffs, Sam? We are in the playoffs. Then yes. So yes. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly <laughs> what my thing was going to be as well. Uh, we made the playoffs, so yes, it was a win. Well, and like especially the way everything else went, we're still the fifth seed. Right? Oh, I, I can't believe that RSL scored in the 95th minute. That is just insanity. Do you think, do you think, because who are they playing? SKC? SKC. They were playing SKC, who came third. I guess I was going to say, is there like some, you know, trying to, trying to like play the system a little bit, you know, like was, does SKC have a more favorable matchup, I guess, by losing, but. Like if SKC had won, they would have been top seed. Oh, really? So they did want to win that game. Yeah, because they had better goal difference than Colorado and this, and they would have had more wins. So they actually would have been the top seed. That's the super bizarre part about it. Now they're third seed, so they're against uh, Vancouver. Plus, after you host the initial playoff game, you want to be able to host the second round, assuming you're still around. And if it goes chalk, right? If it goes chalk, you're going to, if you're the second seed, you're going to, or sorry, if you're the third seed, you're going to end up having to go on the road to the second seed. Yeah. So actually, yeah, they wanted to, so it wasn't really gaming the system for Sporting Kansas City because they, if anything, the team that would have gamed would have been Portland because they couldn't move anywhere, but they were playing Austin, so it didn't matter at all. So that game that Portland played was essentially a completely dead rubber because nothing would have affected the outcome whether they'd won, loss, or draw. Yeah, I did not have that one on the second TV. I, I debated putting the Seattle yeah, one so on. Uh, I debated uh, checking in on Seattle at Vancouver. I debated checking in on, I, I mean, we knew, we knew that Colorado was running away with it against LAFC. So that, that yeah. is why I kept the second TV focused on sporting Kansas city and real salt Lake. Did we learn anything from this game? We're not good at holding a lead, but I'm, I think we already knew that. I think we learned that, our, the group of people up front is starting to gel more. I think Hanu is looking better. I mean, they're, they're, they're figuring out the breakaway. There have been a lot of times where he's been offside. And, like, we've had that moment, right? Like that. 
And this time it almost was, but then it wasn't. So I think I, we, I saw some chemistry up front that would make me hopeful that if we can figure it out again on the de- defensive end, that we should be able to potentially have some success in the playoffs because, because that first team we're playing, we have not lost to in, in three years, right? Like we are good against Portland, right? So I think we're going to score some goals. It's just, we, we need the defense needs to show up for us. Yeah. I, uh, I really, uh, I've, I would be confident of going past the first round, but then we're, we're against Colorado. Who has, uh, kicked, who has kicked our butts the last like five yeah. times we played them. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not uh, I'm not superbly confident about going past Colorado. Um, Sorry, the last is three it times. is it like the NFL playoffs where there's that cliche? Oh, it's hard to defeat a team three times in one season for for Colorado. Is it? Oh, it's hard to defeat a team four times in the same season. Four times in one season. Did they beat us three times? Did we play them three times? Yeah, yeah. yeah so and they beat us. So they all were three the times. they were the fourth game in the first four games that we lost. Yep. So we lost three two. Then we went on that mini win draw streak, and then we lost to them 2-0, and then we lost to them again 3-1. Yeah. I don't know. uh, In this league, it's hard to defeat a team four times. But hey, when we played them in the playoffs last year, we beat them 3-0. So got to get there first. Got to get there first, though. Yeah. And I mean, I think think we've got, like Justin said, we've got a good record against Portland. Uh, especially when we went to Portland, we also did quite well. Um, yeah, we won one nil, uh, and then we won two one at home. So we've had the edge over Portland um, so far. So I would feel reasonably confident about that game. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, we can rain check the Colorado game and come back to it. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I see it sitting. For sure. Well, and you guys already kind of answered the last question I had is how far will Minnesota United go? Are we all in agreement that Minnesota United, are we all predicting a Minnesota United win against Portland? I am. I think it's, I think it's doable. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, I am as well. I think it's one of those things that we very reasonably expect that we should be able to win this game. Yeah. Yeah, there, I, I mean, I'm not saying 100% chance Minnesota United is going to win. Portland is a good team. They are hosting. All right, Minnesota United is the fifth seed for a reason, and that is because we've blown a lot of opportunities this season. There's no reason we can't blow this opportunity. But, but Minnesota United has looked good against Portland in the past. Minnesota United has often proved that they can beat anyone and for that reason, I'm going to say I predict a Minnesota United victory. That doesn't mean I'm driving down to Iowa and placing a $200 bet on them. Unless you really wanted to, Justin. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to see how my my MLS Cup bet goes. No more, no more bets on this. Sure. But how far do we make it past Portland? If we all think we're going to beat Portland. Sorry, Nate. We all think we're going to beat Portland. How far does Minnesota United make it? I don't think we make it past Colorado. They are they are kicking everybody's butt. Uh, we gotta we gotta give big shout out to Cam for he was the one that told us to be worried about about Colorado, and they have been 
real good this year. So was it Cam or was it Dummy Run Alex? Dummy Run Alex. Maybe that. Maybe we keep. Maybe I. Maybe it's just me. I keep attributing it to Cam, but somebody told us to worry about Colorado. And whoever you were, good job. Well, Dummy Run Alex for sure did because I made fun of him for it. Because I, I I told him I was well, like every year someone really says Colorado's now. a dark horse, but they never are. Is what I told him, and and now that and now they're the one seed. Yep. Cam so might I, have too. I'm not sure. Though I think wasn't our consensus that the top four in the Western Conference were going to be Seattle, SKC, Portland, and Minnesota in some order, and we we got those four. If we if we're if talking we just, top five, we got those four all correct. We just completely if we discount whipped. number one. Yeah, we got two to five correct. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and I mean the. I think the other side of the bracket's quite interesting. So obviously our side of the bracket, Colorado has a buy in the first round. Uh, we're against Portland. Bottom half of the bracket is Sporting Kansas City at home to Vancouver and Seattle at home to Real Salt Lake, thanks to their 95th minute winner. Um, and these games are going to start November 20th. We don't have the exact dates at this point, but November 20th yeah. is when these happen. So it starts November 20th. Uh, it'll be sometime between November 20th and November 24th. Uh, and then the next round of games is November 25 to December 1. Conference finals the 5th of December, and the MLS Cup is the 11th of December. Um, but we'll get more into that when we go further into playoffs. But yeah, I mean, I realistically, do you think Seattle or Sporting Kansas City will have any trouble with Vancouver or RSL? Uh, Vancouver's hot. I mean, that that might be the thing, right? And I know Sporting Kansas City has been good, but... I mean, we beat them, and and they just lost to they just lost to RSL, right? So maybe they're fading. I guess we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Vancouver beat Sporting Kansas City just a few weeks back, actually. So they've got uh, they got some good form against them. Anyone can beat anyone, and that's why we're happy we're in the playoffs right now. Yes, 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 yes. We did not have the greatest regular season. I think it feels like we took a little bit of a step back from last year. But, but, I think we can beat any team on that list. Arguably, we should have beaten Colorado twice already this season. And they're the one seed. So, we've beaten Seattle before. We've beaten SKC before. We've beaten Portland a lot. LFG, man. LFG. LFG, dudes. Is that looking for goals? Because that's what I'm pretty sure we we need to do right now. <laughs> we only scored six more goals than we did last season, and we played 13 more games, which is a <laughs> slightly concerning statistic. But hey, but I'm ready. get hot in the playoffs, right? This is, I mean, yeah. I don't... I don't I, I don't think that that people are going to leave Reynoso alone like they did last year. Like, if you you mean he's not going to get seven? Oh assists my gosh! It just it's just so funny watching the tape. Like, did nobody watch any tape before they played us in the playoffs? Because the man had all the space in the world. Yeah, it was bizarre, right? You just you could just do whatever he wanted, and now they know just 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 tackle him the whole game. Just keep, and they won't even get a yellow. They, they card. might even give him a yellow card. You know. Yeah. Bizarre. So yeah, we will 
yeah, watch this space for uh, when our game is, when they decide what the games are. I mean, I assume we'll be at the start um, because we have the number one seed on our side. So I assume we'll be at the start and then like we'll be at the beginning of the next round as well. Yeah. So I assume we'll probably play the 20th or the 21st. Who knows? Who knows? But who knows? <laughs> we were just kind of texting each other. We might try to squeeze in. I mean, there's like two weeks before the next game. So we could try to squeeze another episode of Pod on You Loons in. Maybe get a certain uh, host of American Podligans that happens to be from Portland and be a huge Portland Timbers fan. Maybe we get that guy to come on and tease them a little bit. We'll see. All right, guys, if you don't have anything else to say. I, I got something to say. Um, yeah. So obviously I, I've been gone the last few weeks. Uh, it's been a rough stretch for me and my family. So uh, we lost my grandpa and then we lost my my brother, my my older brother. So just make sure that we're, we're keeping in touch with the people we love, that we're holding those people tight, that we're making sure that we're checking in on people. It's really tough, guys. Uh, losing your brother is is a hard thing, and I'm I'm not trying to pretend like, you know, I I have you know the hardest tragedies to go through in the world, but it's tough. So, and I appreciate I appreciate the podcast. This has always been a fun thing for me, and uh, part of me coming on today is just you know a chance for me to kind of take my mind off things for a little bit and 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 watch a soccer game. Being stressed out for ninety minutes watching the soccer game was was a welcome was a welcome uh distraction so uh as well as my football team being garbage as well that was just just a whole day of of uh, have my focus off of the other things in life and sports were able to do that so happy to be back happy to pot a, another day uh it would have been a bummer if this would have been the end for the season so i'm glad we get another chance uh to to talk some more soccer and hopefully hopefully our loons can can have another magical run in the playoffs like last year well, yeah, I hope so, man. Yeah. Also, I just saw Miguel Ibarra was at uh, the game, like personally at the game as well. Oh, nice. Because he just uh, he just tweeted, uh, "Congrats on the playoffs." Nice. That 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 is happy. That is happy. Yeah. I wonder how his so he's on San Diego. I think that they're in the USL playoffs. I'm not sure. We might have to do a deep dive into former loons sometime and see how they're doing because you know Christian Sound- Ramirez is having a great season in Aberdeen in Scotland. Oh yeah, I think that's uh, that might be. We I think we can shelve that for the uh, postseason. Yeah, we'll mix post-season that in with chat. Tiger King. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Peace out and pot on you loons. Peace out and pot on you. Pot loons. on you loons. Peace. Peace. <laughs>